Then the Ringa Mimishes, Ringa, Ringa Jesus. Ah, okay. Madame, you be tensioned on Madame. Ringa Jesus, Madame. Bless her. And then Joshua to gain so what So the next is impermanence. Um, this negates or gets rid of the grasping um, at the contaminated appropriated aggregates um, as being permanent. Um, so we state that the five contaminated appropriated aggregates um, are impermanent because of being produced occasionally. They have this occasional um, nature to them. There's no, not static, uh, static uh, presence. There's an occasional nature. Um, so this occasional-ness, um, I know that's probably not a word, uh, um, is found in the Dharmakirti's Pramanavartika Karika. Uh, where we find this used as the reason um, for a subject's being impermanent. Um, and in this case, the five contaminated appropriated aggregates um, being impermanent. It's this occasional production um, that proves it. Um, so this is get um, the third attribute. Um, and the function of the third attribute is to negate the grasping at things as being permanent. That are not. Um, so this um, uh, understanding that the five contaminated appropriated aggregates are impermanent negates the misapprehension of them as being permanent. Um, so um, yeah. So take some. Um, so, one thing I forgot from before, um, these contaminated appropriated aggregates are impermanent, therefore suffering, or su um, empty, therefore suffering, or suffering, therefore suffering. So Rinpoche was connecting it back to the true sufferings um, each time he explained each of the subjects. So I just wanted to make sure I did that. And then the final attribute is uh, selfless. Um, so the five uh, contaminated appropriated aggregates are selfless. Um, so the understanding of this works as an antidote to the misapprehension of them having a true self, um, of, of having um, an Atman or true self. Um, so we would state that the five contaminated appropriated aggregates are selfless because of not existing as an independent self, not being established as an independent self. Um, therefore, uh, the five appropriated aggregates are suffering, true sufferings. <laughs> And
l'OGG. L'OGGG, de l'autre côté, 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 Kade on Hindu Okay, so the next um, four attributes deal with the um, true origins. Uh, so the uh, four attributes are as follows. True origins, the first is cause, uh, second origin, third strong production, and fourth condition. Um, so these um, negate four different types of views held by non-Buddhist practitioners. Um, so the first um, um, attribute um, negates the view of the nihilists that believe that there things are causeless, that there is no cause whatsoever um, to things. Um, so this is the first um, attribute and what it negates. The second attribute, uh, which is um, origin, um, 
negates the view of uh, many um, religious um, followers, such as the um, Christian um, followers, Hindu followers, and there's this belief that there is one cause. Uh, one cause, um, so the origin attribute negates this one cause theory. Um, so there's a, um, so again, I asked Rinpoche if some of these could have common locuses. Um, so could uh, um, this one cause also, um, the third is the mind of Shiva, or the mind of a, a, a higher being. Um, so that would seem like also one cause, and he said that yes, there are they could fall into more than one category as far as their view goes, um, and what's being negated. Um, so that's what Rimshin Rimsh and I were talking about. And my, my I'm just translating it. Uh, so number three is that there is this creation from the mind of a higher being or mind of Shiva. Um, so there's a belief that um, also that the um, followers of Brahma have. Uh, that Brahma was was there, was present, uh, and needed a friend, needed uh, some some type of, really the translation is friend, or uh, helpers, ropa, it could be uh, helpers. Um, so then uh, all, all of these um, other deities and gods and so forth uh, were created, um, which then led to the creation of, of all. Um, so there's this um, idea that the Shivites have, and also the followers of Brahma have um, that the, through the minds of Shiva or through the mind of Brahma in some way, for some reason, um, things are created. Um, so the third, um, strong production uh, negates that view. Uh, the fourth uh, condition negates the view of this natural abiding self um, uh, that, that naturally abides um, without any kind of uh, help just a naturally abiding self. Um, Okay. Okay, so um, just moving everybody back, we're at true origins um, and the four attributes of the true origins. Uh, we begin with um, cause. And the, once we understand this, then we get negate the view that sees things as causeless. Um, so we're going to use the subject, the contaminated actions uh, and attachment. Um, this word in the Tibetan for attachment was used. It's different than the word that's normally used. So Rinpoche explained that it means attachment. But again, they, they've chosen the same exact English word as for attachment. So it doesn't look like there's any difference that's being used. Um, uh, but the word sipa is being used instead of ducha. Um, so um, the, the karmachi. Uh, so the subject, the contaminated actions and attachment uh, are causes because of being the possessor of the root of suffering. 
Um, so they're necessarily a cause because they possess what is causes suffering, which is the root of suffering. Uh, therefore, this negates the view that they are causeless. Ramesh said, let's take a short break and have tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。ジョークのジョージェ。
Nyomuji Chabangaji Taban Zemilo, Hindu in Hindu.
Okay, so um, the, now we move on to true cessations, and true cessations have four attributes, cessation, pacification, auspicious highness, and definite emergence. Um, so we'll use the subject, a separation, which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions. No, 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 later, okay. Um, so um, so the, the true cessations is the third truth, um, and again, it has four attributes. The four attributes are cessation, pacification, auspicious highness, and definite emergence. The subject we're going to use is a separation, which is a complete abandonment of action and affliction. So basically, a liberation. Um, so the first uh, category is cessation. Uh, and this attribute negates the wrong view that the nihilists hold uh, that there is no liberation, there is no cessation. Um, so we state that a separation which is a complete abandonment of action and afflictions is a cessation because it is a separation that is a cessation of suffering. Um, so um, this is what we state, um, that, it's a, uh, that it's a separation that's a cessation of suffering. Suffering is completely ceased, um, and that's why it's a, a separation which is a complete abandonment. Um, uh, so uh, that again gets rid of the nihilist view. The next um, is pacification, uh, and this gets rid of the view that some of the um, Hindu schools and other schools hold that contaminated states are actually lib states of liberation, such as the form or formless realm. And we state that they can't be liberation because they aren't permanent. Liberation is necessarily permanent. If it's an impermanent state, such as a former formless realm, it cannot be liberation, because one of the characteristics is that its nature is static, that it's permanent. Um, so it's, we state that a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions is a pacification, because it is a separation that is a pacification of the afflictions. Um, so it pacifies the uh, afflictions. Um, so that... Uh, again, gets rid of views held by those who feel that contaminated states which are impermanent are liberation. Number three, auspicious highness. Um, this negates the view that some Hindu schools and so forth hold that state uh, that um, certain forms of uh, uh, intercourse are pathways um, and, and are, uh, allow for separation to take place and so forth. So we state that a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions is auspicious highness because it is a separation. Its separation is characteri characterized by benefit and happiness. 
in, in, in this state, this case, we're speaking of uncontaminated. Um, uh, and number four, definite emergence. Um, we say um, that the separ a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions is a definite emergence because it is free from suffering that will not occur again. And then, uh, or you, a separation in which suffering will not arise again. Um, so this negates the view um, that some uh, schools hold that um, in this state that afflictions do actually come back, um, that there isn't this permanent um, cessation of afflictions um, that, that we posit, that they actually come back again. So this definite emergence um, negates that view that um, believes that it, it is, you know, it, as the translators note, is not a definite emergence, that one hasn't definitely emerged from the afflictions. This shows that one has definitely emerged from the afflictions. Um, so, um, again, the subject which is a complete, uh, um, a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions is a definite emergence because it is a separation in which suffering will not arise again. Um, so the Dame <laughs> Damangosu Sandin 
Okay, so now we move on to the last category, which is true paths. And true paths have four attributes as well. Uh, path, suitability, achievement, uh, and deliverance. Um, so uh, we're going to use the subject, the bodhisattva's realization of the direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing. So the bodhisattva's realization, direct perception of selflessness at the path of seeing, um, is a path. Uh, why is it a path? It's a path because it causes one to proceed to liberation. Um, so a path is necessarily something that causes one to go to liberation. And um, just from before, uh, when we were going over um, true cessations, uh, that first category of cessation, um, a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions could be a foe destroyer, the hearer, solitary realizer, bodhisattva. Um, so that's what that's speaking of, um, those, those types of liberation of those beings, which are true liberations. Uh, so going back to true paths, um, the bodhis- uh, so we went through paths. Suitability is the next category. The bodhisattva's realization uh, um, the bodhisattva's direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing is, suit- is a suitability because of being an antidote to the afflictions. Um, so it's an antidote to the afflictions. Uh, it's an achievement because it's a direct, the direct perception is the uh, mode of subsistence of the path. Uh, I'm sorry, the direct perception uh, um, of the mode of subsistence of the path is non-mistakenly achieved. Um, so the, the um, there's no mistake in the, in the perception of the mode of the the ab- path abides in, or the mode of abiding of the path. Um, so that's why we um, state it's an achievement, and we state that the bodhisattva's realization of the direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing is deliverance, because it a path it's a path that eradicates the roots of afflictions and suffering. Um, so these are the four proofs. Um, and we go back to that first category, um, path, um, it allows one to proceed to liberation. So it's a non-mistaken path. It's a, here it says the bodhisattva's realization of the direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing. Uh, and we could also use those other um, examples of the hearers or the solitary realizers, um, direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing. Okay, So this subject, the Bodhisattva's realization or direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing is what we're referring to when we have that mantra in the Heart Sutra, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. The um, Paragate is Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate is what uh, the path is referring to the path of seeing. Um, so um, this is what this subject is referring to, the bodhisattvas who is at Paragate. Paragate. Dixon. <laughs> 
Okay, so the subject, the Bodhisattva's direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing uh, is suitability because of being an antidote to the afflictions. It gets rid of the afflictions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, so the next we'll use uh, the, um, the Bodhisattva's realization uh, uh, or direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing is an achievement because it's the direct perception of the mode of subsistence or the abiding of the path. It, it's direct, I guess this is better. It's direct perception of the mode of subsistence of the path is non-mistakenly achieved. Um, so one's, uh, the mode of subsistence of the path is the lack of true establishment. That's how it abides. It abides as an, an emptiness. It's not truly established. Um, so the mode of subsistence is non-mistakenly achieved means that uh, one directly perceives the nature the lack of true establishment um, of the path um, at that time, so it's an achievement. Oh, and then Rinpoche also gave, for instance, the um, Bodhisattva's um, realization of omniscience um, is non-mistakenly uh, achieved. That omniscience um, uh, isn't it. Oh, I guess omniscience is a path. That omniscience is non-mistakenly achieved. There's no mistake in omniscience when that is a, a, achieved through the Bodhisattva path. Dig some room, check. Um, so we state that the Bodhisattva's uh, direct perception of selflessness on the path of seeing is deliverance because it's a path that eradicates the roots of uh, afflictions and suffering. So it delivers one from the roots of afflictions and suffering. Uh, so now all of the signs have been completed. Okay, 
So if we look at these four noble truths, the truth of suffering, the superior truth of suffering, the superior truth of origin, the superior truth of um, cessation, and the superior truth of path, how many of them are impermanent? How many of them are permanent? Uh, so the one that is permanent is the um, superior truth of cessation. Uh, and the three that are impermanent are the superior truth of suffering, the superior truth of uh, origin, and the superior truth of path. Uh, so these are the three uh, that are impermanent uh, among the Four Noble Truths and the one that is permanent. Shows Niga Yimba and the Sajis and Diro Mambo Dicha Mamaja Dro Dicha. What did you learn? Nakuzo Dicita. Okay, so if we wanted to then start to use the um, comparisons to analyze these four noble truths, if we were to say, for instance, the subject, the truth of suffering, when we compare it to impermanence, are there three permutations, four permutations? Are they mutually exclusive or are they synonymous? Uh, we would state that the two, uh, the truth of um, suffering and impermanence, have three permutations. Because if it is a truth of suffering, it is necessarily impermanent. But if it's impermanent, it's not necessarily a truth of suffering. If you say, posit that which is uh, impermanent but not a truth of suffering, you would state uh, Buddha superior or Buddha, the subject Buddha Shakyamuni. The subject Buddha Shakyamuni is impermanent, but the subject Buddha Shakyamuni uh, is not a true suffering. Why is it not a true suffering? Because it is, uh, that subject is not contaminated, um, so therefore it's not a true suffering. Um, so then if we were to say, uh, posit that which is both, posit a common locus uh, between the two, impermanent and the truth of suffering, uh, we would say attachment. Attachment is impermanent, and attachment is the truth of suffering. And then something which is neither is easy. Uh, it could be any uh, anything. The nikamayimbimu, sena. Nikamayimbimu, kaza dunga debata. Mitapa. Mitapa nikamayimbaroa. Dunga debata mitapa nikamayimbaroa. Mitapa. Yeah. So the subject. Um, uh, liberation uh, is something which is neither. It is neither the truth of suffering nor is it impermanent. Uh, so we find that if it's the truth of suffering, it's necessarily impermanent. If it's not impermanent, if it's impermanent, it's not necessarily the truth of suffering. The someone says show, you say the subject Buddha Shakyamuni. The subject Buddha Shakyamuni is impermanent, but is not the truth of suffering. Someone says what is the common locus between the two, the truth of suffering and impermanence? One would say attachment. If someone says what is the uh, mutual exclusion, what is, uh, what is neither? between the truth of suffering and impermanence, we could say liberation. Liberation is neither the truth of suffering nor is it impermanent. So this is how we would look at um, these two subjects by way of three permutations. 
Okay. So then if we were to look at the two subjects, um, uh, the truth of origin and impermanence, uh, we could say that there are three permutations there as well. If it is a truth of origin, it is necessarily impermanent. If it's impermanent, it's not necessarily a truth of origin. Uh, we can use the same subject again. Buddha Shakyamuni is not uh, truth of origin, but is impermanent. We say what is a common locus between the two, impermanent um, and the um, truth of origin, uh, we could say um, the subject, the afflictions. Uh, the afflictions are the truth of origin, and the afflictions are impermanent. If we say it was something which is neither, we can use the same subject again, liberation. Liberation is neither impermanent, nor uh, is it or truth of origin. Uh, so this is how we could look at it according to uh, three permutations, four permutations, mutually exclusive or synonymous. Um, so if we compare the two, impermanent and cessation, we would say that they are mutually exclusive. They are mutually exclusive because they are different and they do not have a common locus. Uh, so they are different and have no common locus. Okay. Okay. Um, so then when we compare the two, um, impermanence and path, uh, are there three, four possibilities, um, mutually exclusive or synonymous, we would state that there are three. Uh, if it is truth of path, um, it is impermanent. But if it is impermanent, it is not necessarily truth of path. You would say posit that which is impermanent but not truth of path. You could say the subject, the afflictions. You could say the subject, a car, subject, a house. Um, if you're looking for a common locus between the two, between impermanent and truth of path, you could say the bodhisattva's path of seeing, the path of uh, um, meditation, the path of no more learning uh, is impermanent uh, as well as um, being truth of paths, true paths. Um, and something which is um, neither. Um, impermanent uh, or uh, true paths. Nikamayimba? Permanent. Uh, again, liberation. Uh, would be not a path and not uh, impermanent. Okay. 
Um, so if you now go back to the sutra requested by Brahma, you can look at what it says and know what it means. It says ethical discipline has six branches. So this is referring to the highest higher training in ethics and its six branches. Concentration is the four blissful abodes, the highest higher training in concentration. The four aspects of the Four Noble Truths are always pure, sublime wisdom. So this is referring to the highest, higher training and wisdom. And the four aspects of the four are the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths. So we've discussed it, um, discussed very clearly what all of that means. Now you know. Uh, oh, okay. So Ramesha is saying... Uh, um, in the future, uh, we'll go over this again and again, and then go over what's next. So we'll do the concluding prayers. Quite an eventful day. Oh, I can't get my voice. Okay. Thank you. I'm fine. It'll go away. It's the truth of suffering. Yeah. And impermanent. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful, Abulkateshvar, Tenzin Yatso, please stay until samsara's end. I pray for the holder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom, perseverance, Tuji, Ruchi, Guchi, Shabi,